Well, hello again and welcome to the Prepper Guy podcast, therapy report, and whatever else I decide to call it. Welcome. It's a beautiful Wednesday. I think it's May something. Nah, who cares? Um, yesterday I did a short little podcast on, uh, well, you know, white supremacy, racism, whatever they want to call it. They got their buzzwords. And I just refused to fall into that, that trap. So I did a little um, podcast video on that. So today I was going to talk a little bit more on the, the prepping kind of thing than just politics and hating politicians and life in general. So it seems like uh, there were a lot of things on Facebook today <laughs> regarding uh, food storage and uh, different um, companies out there, Weiss, you know, um, Patriot Supply or Four Patriots or whatever that is. And a bunch of other ones. There were four of them that attacked my page this morning, my Facebook timeline, because I was doing a little research the other day on uh, health and nutrition. And somebody had asked a question, is this a good value um, for 39 bucks or something? So I did a breakdown on it, and I logged on to their site to see... Uh, what the calorie count was and all that, and get a cost per calorie. So it was, it was really reasonable. Actually, one of the cheaper ones I've seen. And I said, but that's really not an issue. Uh, you know, you, you want to have stuff that people will eat. <laughs> you know, because, I mean, quite honestly, if I was going for cost per calorie only, then... I would just buy sugar because it stores a long time and it doesn't need any special processing or handling. You just buy a bunch of five-pound bags of sugar and per calorie. It is just screaming cheap. But then, you know, you want to factor in the, the protein, which is a non-starter with me. But, you know, you would need to buy something else equally as cheap to get some protein. And then the elusive vitamins and minerals. Which this one didn't have uh, much of anything going for it because it was really just a bunch of dehydrated carbohydrates. Uh, you know, that you know, like if you dehydrate a bunch of corn or rice and make a meal out of it and then freeze dry it and stick it in a package, you can say, well, it's got... It's got all these vitamins from corn or wheat or rice. Well, maybe it does. Maybe it don't. I mean, plants are very susceptible to changes. You know, if you, if you eat it raw as opposed to cooked, as opposed to boiled, as opposed to dried, you know, it loses a lot of its vitamin and mineral content. So, you know, I don't know what's in that that rice meal. You know, mac and cheese has no saturated fat in it, but 
normally real cheese would have saturated fat. So I guess if you're just going and buying food storage for the for the numbers, then that one at, at 0. 0.003 cents a, a calorie was the damn near as cheap as just buying sugar. And like I said, you don't really know what you're getting with the calories as far as, you know, vitamins and minerals. So you can still, going back to my, my radical thinking here, you could you actually just buy a sugar, sugar cubes, boxes of sugar cubes, and one-a-day vitamins, and some uh, protein drinks, and and have a fucking year's supply of food for hundred bucks for one person. But that's that's not what we want to eat ever. Whether it's the shit hit the fan, Tiatwaki. Uh, doomsday, whatever you want to call it. Um, I mean, just normally, you don't want to just eat calories and carbs for calories. You know, and, and especially if the world has ended and you're walking because it's an EMP or a solar flare and you, you can't drive, or the roads are so unsafe that you, you won't drive. Because, you know, you're driving like a big billboard that says, I got a car, a gas. Shoot me, please. So, the the, the energy you're going to need always in life, and especially in the apocalypse, is going to be a different kind of energy. You're going to need the energy that the mountain man and the... And the the explorers and Lewis and Clark had when they were out hiking, walking, trekking, carrying canoes over their head with, you know, and those canoes were three, 400 pounds because they were usually pulled out of the water. They were animal hides that were soaked, made of wood, and they were not light. And then they had their 150 pound packs, you know, and, and they, that kind of energy is what kind of energy we as humans need every day and especially during a collapse into the world, being prepared, you know, and we, we, as preppers, tend to minimize that importance. Like you need beans, band-aids, and bullets. So if you run out and buy, I don't know, a bunch of boxes of the cheapest generic band-aids you can find, well, then, hey, check band-aids now beans band-aids and bullets have a lot to do with first aid the band-aids are not band-aids it's first aid so you need gauzes and 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 quick clot stop or quick stop or whatever that stuff is for battle dressings and you need the israeli uh, tourniquets and all that stuff to save your life or the that life of someone you really care about epipens it's not just band-aids so if you go out and spend you know a hundred dollars on generic walmart band-aids i can guarantee you the shelf life on the product is maybe a year or two uh the, the paper comes separated apart and so there's no you know sterile um you know connectivity there keeping that gauze on that cheap ass band-aid sterile <clears throat> might not be a big deal for little owies 
Um, the, the adhesive on it is a piece of shit. Um, so nine times out of ten, if you find a, an old first aid kit in, a, in a, an abandoned warehouse and you open it up, the Band-Aid's not going to work unless you have tape. And then bullets. Well, you know, I could buy a, a ton of 22 shells. There, done, done and done. Check. Bam. Gone. Oh, bullets, you're talking security. That's a beans, band-aids, and bullets are first aid, defense, and nutrition. So you got my bullets. Check. Done and done. Again, I'm all, I got that. Beans. Well, I'll just, you know what? Beans are cheap. I'll buy a thousand pounds of beans. Check. Now, are you prepared? Is that what they mean when they say beans, band-aids, and bullets? No. So when, you, when you're when talking bullets, you're talking defense, hunting, food acquisition. You know, beans is, is traps. It's archery. It's learning to hunt and, and prepare meat and to, and to skin it, to dry it, to use that skin for for clothing it's it's so much deeper than beans band-aids and bullets and when it comes to beans this is what i'm talking about today you can go out and buy i don't don't know like that thing that the lady had asked me about was uh some newer company that looked all official came in a cool container you know you spend more on the on the fucking container that the oatmeal sent than the oatmeal i don't I can do that myself. I've got Walmart buckets or, you know, that I can throw food in. But you, you figure you buy a decent tote or bucket, two, three bucks. Well, the whole meal's you know, twenty nine ninety nine for a three-day survival thing for one person or something. Well, you take off, you know, the bucket and then the packaging and what's left is the food. And then you throw a bunch of air and sugar in there. Done and done again. So we need to think a little bit further out there because this is this is preps. It's preparing. You know, it's not a checklist. You know, it's it's stuff that people will eat. One, especially your children if you have them. You, you know, I mean, my wife loves liver and onions gag but there's so much good stuff in liver where i you know put her in charge and she buys like a year supply of liver well then i'm gonna starve because i'm not eating that so it's the same thing with this these dehydrated food things that are like all the rave you know you type in food storage and you go to weiss food or something like that from facebook and that pixel is on your computer, and for the next two weeks, until you go somewhere else and get another pixel, is going to be dehydrated food, dehydrated food, dehydrated food, dehydrated year supply, two-year supply, 50-year supply, 72-hour, two-minute supply. It's just everything that the world of marketing has to offer in the dehydrated food you know, section is going to be on your timeline. And if you fall for that, then then you could you could literally starve to death you know and 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 you'll you'll be eating you know i I could i could go out there right now out in the desert where i'm driving 
And there's, you know, there's a thousand years of food for me. If I choose to eat dry grass, I'm done, done and done again. Why bother with food storage? I'll just eat grass and dirt. Right? So we need to refocus what, you know, our essentials are for, for prepping. And I've always talked more about nutrition because to me, the basics of prepping and the end of the world are camping. And, you know, you go camping enough and you will learn all the, the needs that your family or, and group of friends need. Whether it's medication, uh, desserts, happy food, survival food, all that. You know, what their, their capabilities are, all that. You learn it from camping with your friends or family. So there, you learn fire, shelter, all, everything. So the only thing left in your real big checklist of staying the fuck alive is nutrition, wellness, not beans, band-aids, and bullets. It's, it's food. And you want the kind of food that gave Lewis and Clark the energy to, to, to make that trip and to find the new world. To follow the Missouri River all the way to California on foot and canoes. And, you know, Indians trying to kill them and all that stuff. That was a bug out. Just call it not a Lewis and Clark expedition, but the Lewis and Clark bug out. That is exactly what it'll be like if you have to bug out, and you will, because your home will be overrun. Unless you live in a very rural area with a very good community and a sheriff like ours that has a 300-man posse ready to jump on any community that's having a problem. But if you live in a city where your sheriff is a douchebag and, and, and your police chief is a, a fucking moron in politics and the leaders in the political realm are idiots then you're going to have to bug out because your house will be overrun either by FEMA soldiers or looters. Either way. So don't take that high ground. It's like, I got all my stuff under the bed. It's like, oh, what's all that way? I don't know. You know, if I really thought about it, it's maybe seven, eight hundred pounds. You know, a lot of buckets, big buckets full of food or empty carbs. So you're like, well, how are you going to take that when you leave? Oh, I'm not leaving. I'm going to hunker down. This is the hill I'm going to die on. It's like, yeah, quite literally, it is the hill of food you're going to die on and for because you've put yourself in a box to where you cannot escape. It's no different than in the military. They will tell, tell you, don't take cover in, a, in, a, in an area where you can't retreat uh, at a back door. I mean, it's a very non-defendable position you know if people are shooting then you do what you have to do but if there's no back door there's no egress even building a fucking house ask the city inspector egress is important so you've built your pile of preps without any egress so then you have your bug out bag you go I gotta go sixth years and uh and two thousand dollars in preps i've got to leave i can't carry it so you maybe you wake up quick enough and go shit you grab your backpack you get out of out of dodge bag or whatever it's called you know inch bag bug out bag bob bag thousand of them you grab your bag of shit and you run 
out the back door. Zombies are kicking in the front door. Looters, FEMA soldiers, whoever's got a mindset to take your shit because they smelled you cooking it. Because when the world ends, the smell of food will carry for miles when nobody else is eating. Be like a pack of hungry dogs smelling food. They can smell. My little dachshund can hear me in the middle of the night stick my hand in my bag of you know trail mix or whatever and, and get the, she wants to she comes running she says this sleep on the sofa a hundred feet away and boom she hears that well it's going to be the same thing people will be starving you fire up your little Coleman camp stove and make some chicken noodle soup and that that's smells like good food you know I remember that smell from a kid and when you're not in a world that's polluted with noise and smells and car vapors and fumes and you know everything going on and barbecues and stuff, you, you, what are you going to smell? Your neighbor, two floors down, heating up a can of soup. So you're going to bug out. It's just unless you're just really incapable of bugging out, you're you're going to leave. So you're going to lose all your food stuff anyway. So maybe if you bought a bunch of cheap crap, empty calories, fine. Let the looters eat that and die. So you bug out. You got your bag. Hopefully you got a couple decent MREs because I think those have some fat content in them. And then you're, you're going to go. Now you're back on your own. So you need to learn what nutrition is before you can buy your your supply of nutrition so you know i i i go through all these spice food companies and i'm going to write a blog post for preppergal.com or nope scratch that preppergal.life and uh i figure on preppergal which i want women writing for it and stuff when it comes to nutrition, it's okay for me to talk about it. But when it comes to psychology and mindset and what women really need for women when their husband dies or runs off to save some other stupid community and ends up dead, um, there's different things. And those are the, the mindset things that I really want women, you know, I'm prepper gal, writing about, you know, not me. Because my opinion is... Ask my wife. My opinion means shit. So, I've, I've been looking into it, and when you really, when you, I mean, I've studied nutrition for probably seven years now. And and uh, I've read books by Dr. Gregory Ellis, who's a, a biochemist researcher. And, and, you know, big books. Lineager's biochemistry, not the whole fucking book, obviously, just the part on nutrition. And I've learned that it's really simple. The hardest part of nutrition is getting it through people's heads that they've been lied to by the FDA for, oh, fuck, I don't know, 60, 70 years, whenever the FDA decided to, to fucking feed us all grain and kill us. Big pharma. So, it, it, the hardest part is teaching people you've been lied to. 
And you can bring out things like, well, okay, let's, let's pretend we were Paleolithic, you know, 10,000 years ago. Didn't have fruit smoothies, didn't have blenders. We weren't agricultural 10,000 years ago. I think the number is uh, eight, somewhere right around eight to 9,000 years ago, we as a species became agricultural based. So before that, they could forage. But you look around your, well, I'm not going to say neighborhood because that's just stupid. If you went out in in the natural indigenous part of your state, like on a hike, everything you see there is what you would forage. So if there's dandelions, then okay, there's dandelions. You know, mushrooms, okay, there's mushrooms. I mean, I'm not a fan of eating mushrooms because I've known a lot of mushroom experts, whatever they're called, fungiologists or whatever, um, that have studied, you know, fungus their whole lives and mushrooms and have died, you know, um, from eating the wrong one that looked a lot like the right one. You know, uh, Mikhail Hawk, uh, Green Break dude that's been on, had a lot of survival shows. My favorite one was Man, Man, Woman, Wild. Um, you know, he'll tell you the Green Beret used to teach people that 99% of all the plant life on Earth will kill you if you don't know what you're doing. So that's a whole skill set that you're going to have to learn, which becomes a, a 10-year college degree just for somebody that wants to teach it. And, and then if you're a woman, a man, a husband, a wife that wants to forage for food, do you have that much free time to really study the shit out of it and go out and taste it and examine it and and go to the university and go what is this and can I eat it and then they'll go I don't know let's see it they'll run it through chemical analysis and do all that stuff that smart people do you're you're not you don't have the time to do that so green beret training is it's like all meat is edible and and 99% of the time you can eat it raw so that's just a lot of weight on that side of the scale that tips the scale in the favor of eating meat. Because if you look out there, there's a lot of really pretty plants in your area. And, and, and most of them you can't eat unless you have become an expert on it. Because some roots you have to eat raw. If you cook them, they will kill you. Some roots have to be cooked. And if you eat them raw, they will kill you. So... You look at a squirrel or a cute little bunny and you go, if I shoot that and eat it raw, I'll be okay. Jackrabbits are a little scarier because in the summer, at least in Arizona, they get worms. But you could cook the shit out of it and still be fine. And then we have a lot of things that look kind of yummy and edible. And if you eat them, they, they will kill you. And it's the same in your state. And you can buy into the myth that you need to buy a book on edible plants. Yeah, if you want to be an idiot and waste your fucking time. Or you can buy a book and learn how to trap. It's just, I'm sorry. It's easier to be a meat eater. And it's safer for you as far as life and death. And it makes your backpack a lot lighter because I can carry... A box of 22 ammo, real high velocity, you know, 22 ammo. And uh, that's 
500 rounds. Nowadays, maybe it's 50 to $100. And if I'm a good shot and I shoot squirrels or rabbits on an average of one pound per critter, that's 500 pounds of nutrition in a, in a three-pound box. And it's always fresh. So, as preppers, we need to rethink this. And I've harped on this for years. And I've made videos on it and, and podcasts and blog posts. And yet, people go, yeah, Mark, but I'm just not sure you're right. It's like, oh, so you're a prepper. You're anti-government because you know the federal government is the biggest problem we have in America. Most preppers and patriots I've met trust the federal government as far as they could throw a deuce and half truck. And yet, a guy like me who's concerned and has spent most of his prepping you know, life figuring out what to eat, buying food storage in bulk years ago, you know, so I had my wheat and all that, to narrowing it down to this, I'm wrong. But hey, the FDA will tell me that I need to eat and follow the food pyramid or my plate. And if you look at it, it's plant-based carbs. And, and I'm trying to avoid going into why carbs are so bad, but it's, I'm, I'm going to... For my my common sense thinking people out there that are listening to this and going, you know what, Mark, I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to not think you're a fucking moron and I'm going to take it for granted that, yeah, I don't trust the government. And all, like, my doctor is licensed by the government and I've seen doctors in Australia go to prison for talking about the keto diet. So the government, once again, is trying to, either kill me or make me all better. Well, they haven't made anyone better. In fact, uh, diabetes is an epidemic now. Childhood diabetes, which wasn't heard of 50 years ago, is an epidemic. Well, it's heard of, but, you know, like one case in 100,000. Now your odds of your children getting diabetes are like 90%. So I'm going I'm to listen to you, Mark. I'm going to... I'm gonna, I'm going to try to suspend my total dislike for your foul language and your know-it-all attitude. And I'm going to, I'm going to try to, to look this shit up. It's like, okay, go on Amazon. I'll put a link under the video if I don't forget because I'm a scatterbrain. It's the Glycation Factor by Dr. Gregory Ellis. E-L-L-I-S. Read that. And it's 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 a, a three hundred page book. It goes from diet from you know way the fuck back to now, and how we became vegetarians, and how eating plant based diet became godlike and and holy, and meat was bad, and and it goes through all that. But there's two chapters that talk about the biochemical part of your body, and that's what I study. See, when I read Leninger's Biochemistry 101, which is a college book, um, I look at it like thermodynamics. It's a large field, and there's probably many books on it. All I need to know 
is not to touch red hot metal. And once I got that through my head, I don't need to read the shit out of the rest of that book. Because I don't care how my hair follicles grow or my fingernails. I just need to know that one thing that I learned when I was five, don't touch the fucking hot stove. Dumbass. So it's the same with biochemistry. There's a little mechanism, just a wee little mechanism. And when, you're, when you eat sugar, carbohydrates, it creates glucose in the blood. Set. And, and anything you eat, potato chips, baked potatoes, anything that is carbohydrate-based, it immediately, the body converts it to glucose and it goes into your blood. And then your body goes, wait a tick. This is blood sugar. We need to get rid of it. So it produces insulin and the insulin forces that glucose into the muscle, creating contractions and energy. Everyone will tell you, yep, Mark, that's how it works. You need sugar for energy. They call it carbs and they call it all this other fuzzy shit. But it's the only thing that creates glucose is carbs. And then that creates insulin. Now that we figured out that, you know, there's glucose and we're making insulin, we're shoving it into the muscles so we can, we need energy. We can't be burning fat. And, uh. So there's some committed steps that trigger. And once your blood sugar, your glucose goes over 32 micro units per deciliter, it shuts down fat burning. So I'm going to give the analogy I always give. It's like you have a dual fuel generator. And it runs on regular gas, click, or, or propane, click. It can't do both. So... When you're eating carbs and blood glucose and insulin for your energy, it flips that switch over to a less efficient fuel. I call it less efficient because there's twice the calories and energy in meat and fat than there are in carbs and sugar. So it's less efficient. It's like ethanol. So it's running on ethanol. It can't do both. You can't take your generator and kind of stick it in the middle and go, well, we got a little propane going in there, a little gasoline. Nope. It's click, click. That's it. And the body is the same way. It's like click, click. So you're doing that. And that switch stays that way for four hours. So you're going to get hungry in four hours again because you just ate a bunch of sugar, which is like, like kids with Halloween, you know, they got to just climb the wall after they eat all their candy. And in, in an hour and a half, they're, they're crashed on the floor. It's like a junkie coming down. Just and So that's going to be you in three hours, say. Well, that switch is still flipped. So if you ate a hamburger because you're like feeling bad for eating sugar, I'm going to eat a hamburger. That's good for me. Mark says fat is good for me. It can't burn it. It's that switch is still flip. You're just pouring gas, you know, or propane in your propane tank, and it's just spraying out because it can't use it. Unfortunately, the human body goes, well, I can't just spray it out. It's not like, you know, I can just, you know, crap it out. I have to process it. So it turns it into body fat. That's why they say insulin is a fat storage hormone because that's what it does. It makes you store fat. Your fat. 
body fat, fat from meat, anything, just fat. Can't burn it, so it stores it. Why can't it burn it? Because insulin is the hormone that stores it, and it's got you all fucked up. It's flipped that switch. Now, it doesn't take much to get to 32 dec- mec- micro units per deciliter. You know, you could have a bagel and some cinnamon sugar on it or whatever, and, and then some toast and orange juice. Bagel, orange juice, and an egg. And, and below 32 micro units per deciliter still slows it down to 50%. So when we eat food, there's two kinds of energy. Just like I said, there's propane or ethanol. The human body is the same way. There's sugar, carbs, and fat. Now, when you eat fat, the body doesn't flip a switch. It just produces ketones. That fat, when it's being burned, creates ketones that go to your brain, your heart, makes everything run better. Because your brain does not like carbohydrates. So, you need fat. It's the primary fuel source of the body. And 75 years ago, you could read that in a book. Nowadays, Sugar is the primary fuel source, but it's fat is. And I know that for a fact because the Paleoithic man and Lewis and Clark ate eight pounds of meat per man per day on that expedition. And they didn't die of scurvy. In fact, they, they were fucking fine. So the reality of all this is that uh, it's takeaway because I'm at work. So see, I'm, I'm done now. I got I got to go to got to go to my day job. There's two types of fuel: fat and sugar, or glucose and I just forgot the word for it. <laughs> so fat and sugar. If you eat carbs, you're eating sugar. And when you're eating sugar, you're not burning fat. And that's why people that eat a high-carb diet cannot lose weight, no matter how much whining and complaining they do, because they're always running ethanol instead of propane or vice versa, whatever. However you want to look at it. They're burning carbs, always, insulin. And then they become diabetic. They're killing their, their glycated proteins or forming and their carcine hardening of the arteries and all this stuff that's in the book I told you to read. But the reality is, it's really simple. You either burn fat or you burn sugar. End of story. So when you're buying food storage and your beans, band-aids, and bullets and you go, I got a year's supply of dehydrated carbohydrates. Check. You're going to die. And, and like, uh, Valley Food, which is a company I've talked to, the, the one of the owners, and they try real hard to tell people this is your, this is kind of like your starting point for your food storage. They want you to buy or supply meat to go with all their their food supplements, but if you eat a rabbit, which maybe or let's say some other bird that you shoot that's got a little more fat in it and and then you eat um some dehydrated rice or beans or mac and cheese 
you're still flipping that switch. So you're not going to burn fat. So you're not going to have as much energy. And when you're in a survival situation, you want energy. You don't want to be fucking counting calories. You want energy. So the reality is, you know, that all these dehydrated food things, and, and I've, trust me, I've been harassed for years from people that know me. They're like, Mark, you are not a prepper because you don't have a year's supply of food. And I was like, yeah, I have thousands of rounds of 22. And there's rabbits in my yard every day. Three or four squirrels fucking shit up every day. Out in the desert, there's coyotes, rabbits, quail, dove, always. And, you know, you watch these movies. Um, I can't remember. I just I just read a, a book by Michael Hoff uh, called Seven Days. It was, it was a good book. I mean, if, if you like reading, you know, into the world shit, it's a good book. But, you know, the, the, the thing is, people outside of this community have become cannibals. And you're thinking, well, yeah, that could probably happen, you know. But then part of the equation is that like close to 90% of people on earth have died from this dog flu or whatever they called it. It's just weird because this was written before the COVID bullshit. It's like, man, he, he was right on about how government reacts about this shit. So they're they're starving. So they have big gardens and they have this community where they can grow food. You don't grow food. You grow fucking plants and then your cows eat it. And then you eat the cow. So the, the book was great. But, you know, one of the guys has to leave the compound that's really safe and drive to California to try to find this... Uh, this vaccine for cure for the dog flu. And there's no one on the roads. The roads are all cluttered up with broken down cars. And so people are dead everywhere. If you run into people, it would be like a fluke. And, and they're, they're starving and becoming cannibals. And I'm like, well, he didn't really talk about the dog flu affecting deer and rabbits and birds and elk and moose and coyotes and wolves bobcats, mountain lions, whatever. So I'm thinking because there's so little human activity out there that the animals would be running wild. And so food would be the least of your problems. So these people becoming cannibals didn't make sense. But maybe they were bad hunters. You know, that's the the Indian uh, term for um, bad hunter is called a vegetarian. So maybe they're they're vegetarians and then they became cannibals. So when you're looking at the end of the world, always factor in the reality that, you know, like even with this COVID pandemic, they're talking, I mean, people that are talking about this vaccine being totally deadly are talking about America being, and, and the other countries, because this is affecting everyone, we will be down to 64 million people. And that's what the big plan is from the people that hate humans, I guess. Bill Gates and his buddies. So that's like uh, 60, almost 70% of, of humans on, on Earth. So if you look around and you go, well, if 70% of people on the highway are dead, then that means 70% of the houses in America are, are vacant. 
70% of the food on their cabinets is still there. 70% of their ammo is still under their bed. 70% of everything is still everywhere. So you're not going to, you know, people look at things from one myopic view. They're like, well, you know, all preppers that think they're going to go live in the mountains are going to die because all the people are going to go to the mountains. Oh, well then, then I'll go to the city. I'll go wherever the people are, but the people are going to go to the city because statistics show that in a crisis, refugees head toward the big cities. They don't go to the fucking mountains because they don't know how to hunt. They're not self-sufficient. So they, they look at it as that's the reality. Well, I can't go to the mountains. And if everyone does go to the mountains, like everyone says, then it'll be hunted out. No, it won't. Because no one's going to go to the fucking mountains except you and all the smart people that aren't stupid enough to go to the fucking city. So you can be hanging out with people that aren't crazy. Now, will an area get hunted out? Sure, it can. But if you look at like any area on a fucking map, um, and you took all the people on Earth, you could put them in Texas. That's how fucking big the planet is. So if everybody in the world moved to Texas, there's still going to be great fucking hunting in Wisconsin, Canada, fucking everywhere. So the odds of everyone going to the same mountain you're going to go to and hunting it out is is ridiculous because I know people that always go deer hunting and there's so many deer hunters out there that they have to wear these big fucking orange vests so they don't get shot. And yet, everyone I know usually comes home with a deer or they saw a bunch of deer and they were just bad fucking hunters or the other guy was a bad hunter and made so much fucking noise that he just sent out a memo Hey, dear, we're here. Get the fuck out of here because we're going to kill you. So you, people look at it that way and they don't look at it in the reality as far as prepping for the end of the world that you're really not bugging out. You're going to fall back until things settle down and things will settle down pretty quickly depending on the flash fire that burns down America. You know, there'll be race wars and crazy people killing other crazy people and then pretty soon within a month or two, it's going to die down. And the law enforcement, if they're still alive in your community, will come back and then you can hike out of the mountain, go back home and go, hey, Bob, what the fuck's going on? And and animals are not even going to notice what happened. They might have left the cities for a while because there's a lot of noise. But fuck, in a city like my city, my town, 5,000 people, you know, when they're building shit, snakes, rabbits, everything go away in that neighborhood. They go to the other neighborhood. They go, oh, man, we got an influx of hawks and rattlesnakes because they're building that subdivision over there. You've all heard it. You know it. Termites leave. Cockroaches leave because they they wrap that house in a tarp and fumigated it. So the cockroaches leave and go to your house. So if everything's going to shit, the animals aren't even going to notice. They're going to be up on the mountain just like they are today. Looking around, going, ah, oh, smell smoke. That's yeah, way the fuck over there. Yeah. What's to eat? They're not going to notice. And then there's going to be less people in the mountains, in a, in a rural area, when the world ends and shit hits the fan, 
than there are on a on a fucking holiday. And you know what? I've I've been camping at the lake with hundreds of people in jet boats ripping around and shit. And look up and there's a fucking squirrel looking around like, what the fuck is going on? Look at me like, dude, I'm trying to enjoy my nut. That dude's jet boat is loud. You hear that? And I'm like, yeah. Fucking woke me up at four in the morning, the dick. Squirrel's like, right? So there will always be food out there. You might have to walk another 10 miles to find it. You might have to evade some crazy people to you know bad hunters but the reality is if you eat meat and you figure it out your backpack is basically empty other than comfort things like clean underwear and socks and and water and and that's just the next thing you just have to learn is water but you've got to get food together because you know, it's it's easier to acquire and you can go 21 days without food. So water's the next thing you need to really, really, really worry about. And and there's, there's pretty much water everywhere. You know, fuck, even in Arizona, we got water. And it's everywhere you look. I can dig a hole in my yard and water will seep in and fill it up. And I, I live in the fucking desert. Because underneath all this dryness, there's, there's groundwater. And yeah, the farmers are using it all because we're in a grout. But, you know, the farmers wouldn't be using it all if they weren't growing corn for fucking ethanol. And they weren't growing plants for all these goddamn fucking plant-based food eaters. <sighs> Whatever. So, back to the original thread of this rant is, you know, when you when you look at these dehydrated food companies and you're you're, you're looking, if you, if you think you need it just because you got a, a family with you, and the kids are going to be hungry and and most of this is cereal anyway, then then buy some dehydrated food, but don't think of it as your survival plan. It is not your beans of your beans, band-aids, and bullets any more than twenty-two shells are your bullets for your defense. Beans are just one part of it, so. You, you might get a, like, I have enough for three or four days for me and my wife. Because in that three or four days, I'm going to be getting the fuck out of Dodge. And I won't have time to hunt and trap and shit. But, I mean, if I'm paying attention, being quiet, I'm, I'm going to trip over fucking rabbits and coyotes. So, I'll just shoot them and eat them. So, remember that it, what you're buying is calories. And there's calories in sugar. So I brought this box of cereal that I found. And there's a, let's just see if we can get that in there. So there's, you know, 180 calories in this box, in each serving. And a serving is one cup, and there's 14 of them. So you could take 14 times 180, come up with a number, and then divide that, uh, the price of this cereal by that. And you would see that calories and all this other stupid shit they think that you need that's in this, like, uh, well, there's a little bit of saturated fat. That makes this shit better than Weiss food. Um, there's potassium, magnesium, sodium, dietary fiber, 
all this stupid shit. Look at there's vitamin D, calcium, iron, potassium. There's all this shit in this. And I bet this box of cereal per calorie costs less than a fucking dehydrated food thing. And if you leave it in the bag and it's kind of sealed, it'll probably last a couple years. It might not taste great, but you know what? When you're starving, you will eat stale fucking cookies. So this at least hasn't been dehydrated or freeze-dried and too much processing because when they're done processing, they add the shit and instead of saying the shit was in there and then subtracting it by bucking with it like these food companies do. So there's other ways to get sugar. Like I said, you could buy boxes of sugar cubes. Kids love sucking on those and eating them because they're, and they got calories and then give them a one a day. And they got as much out of those calories as they did if you'd have bought mac and cheese from Weiss Food or Four Patriots or Walmart, Mountain House, whatever. So when you when you really look at the bottom line of everything that's in that and what you're paying for the convenience of having it in a bag that you can pour hot water into, you could buy this shit. And you know, and and I'm I'm a carb Nazi. And yet I will buy this as a treat when I'm sitting around at two in the morning writing a blog post. I'll I'll eat a I'll eat maybe one cup of it, just munching on it like trail mix. Yeah, because I'm not a Nazi. But the reality is, I, I eat meat. And what I have for dinner for last night? Steak. What I have for dinner the other day? Steak. And then we cooked up three pounds of bacon and ate that over three days, just like jerky. And then my wife makes cauliflower um, casserole, which is, if you like, fiber. There's no carbs in it. And so it's, 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 it's got cheese. So... I eat that and steak. Then we go out to eat. I've shredded machaca beef. And yeah, well, I eat the rice and beans a little bit. I eat the tortilla. Fuck yeah, I love tortilla. So you, you got to balance it. But you know what? My diet compared to most preppers in their pantry is 10,000 times more nutritious for me. And, and at 67 years old, coming on 67 uh, in July, I'm 67 years old. I still take no medication. I don't have diabetes. I have no old age stuff, you know, ailments. I'm fucking fine. There's no medication. You know how much that saves me a month? Uh, no medications. Like you look at my medicine cabinet and there, there's fucking nothing in it except a, a bottle of aspirin and some Band-Aids. So... Anyway, uh, that's about as far as I can go. I hope I didn't, I, I didn't, you know, go too far off topic. But you need to think about this shit a little bit more than superficially, and you need to study, and you need to start trusting me and keto doctors like um, Barry, I think is his name, um, and, and even uh, Eric Berg is a keto doctor. A lot of I, I think all their their posts are on my prepperguy.com on you know. I mean, I'm having some issues with it, so it stopped working, but it's still up. So, you know, you, you got to stop fucking believing your doctor because he's trained by the government. And that's how he got his license. And therefore, he's going to lie to you in the name of doing no harm. Because he was taught that's what you eat by the FDA. 
The government is training your doctor and your government hate you. And even if they don't hate you, they're as stupid as politicians are stupid. So therefore, why would you believe them? No one believes the federal government for anything nowadays. I mean, it's a joke. I'm here from the government. I'm here to help. It's like, <laughs> whatever. So this is where you're getting your nutritional information. And then there's people like me and Dr. Gregory Ellis, Eric Berg, uh, John Barry, I think is his name or something, a nutrition, a keto doctor, just type that in YouTube, that are telling people, and, and they're doing it in a way to where they don't lose their license. Because trust me, people in Australia and England have gone to prison, doctors, for talking about keto diet. I mean, they lost their license and they were in prison. They went to review boards for years before they went to prison to prove that they weren't trying to kill their people. And then they lost because if you're not following the government prescribed diet, you're trying to kill people. And you're not licensed to do that. You know, boom. You and I could go to prison for for saying this will help you or that will help you. I mean, if you're a big enough fish, they want to fuck with you. So study a little bit. You know, go back 75 years, find one of your grandma's old medical books, and you will not find the word carbohydrate in there. I mean, they other than stay away from them. Um, there was no essential carbohydrate. There were always essential fats, nutrients, and oils, or whatever they were called. And that's it. That's all you needed. The three basics to, for human life used to be that. Now, they don't even talk about fat. Fat's bad for you. So it's carbohydrates. They replaced it with carbohydrates. That's new. That's new. In the time span of a million years of humans eating food, that's the last blade of grass in a football field before you cross the goal line. And all the other hundred yards has been keto. Go fucking figure. So anyway, love you all. Hope you enjoyed it. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. We made too many compromises already. Too many retreats. We invade our space and we fall back. I'm your huckleberry. The line must be drawn here. This far, no further. That's just my game.